Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi al-lazeen astafa amma ba'd A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani rajimi bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim Kan aflaha man zakkaha Kan khaba man dassaha Subhana rabbika alabil izzati amma isifun Wa salamun ala al-mursaneen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sinna muhammad Ala ala sinna muhammad wa barik wa sallam Allahumma salli ala sinna muhammad Wala ala sinna muhammad wa barik wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a being who is perfect in his nature, perfect in his essence, perfect in his attributes. The perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not complex. The perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very simple, pure, simple, absolute perfection. This is part of Tawheed, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one and absolutely perfect and absolutely independent and his wajibul wujud his existence is absolutely necessary and it's only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will it was only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wish it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command his irada his izan his amr that he created any one of us in the first place that not just our creation, it was only His will and wish that He chose to guide us to become our khalik and our hadi to guide us. And it was His will and wish that the hidayah, the guidance that He gave us, is to a board of perfection, darul akhirah, an everlasting, eternal life of perfection. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So in reality, perfection belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But He created a perfect life for us. Now, the interesting thing is that this life of Jannah, inshallah ta'ala, may Allah ta'ala grant to all of us, out of His mercy and fuzzle and karam Jannah, that that life which is perfect, Allah ta'ala created that perfect life for us who are imperfect beings. And that's it. Because one would think that, okay, Allah SWT is a perfect being. He wants to create a perfect life. So then he should create a perfect creation for that perfect life. But Allah SWT created you and me, Kulakal insanu zaifa. That he created humanity weak. That he put inside us the knowledge, propensity, capacity for fujur. For shameless, immodest, vice, with taqwaha, and for noble, abstaining, purity, and piety. We're imperfect. Now, what is the bridge between this imperfection in our creation, and our existence, and our reality, and the perfection of the abode of Jannah and Akhirah? The bridge is called Tazkiyah. Tazkiyah is that amount of purification, that process of purification, that desire for purification, that aspiration and dream and hope for purification, it can never take us out of our imperfection. We will remain imperfect. But you can just think that Allah subhanahu wa made an equation like this, that Allah Ta'ala's creation, that's us, we are imperfect. So let's start with us, our imperfection. 
bless our effort at purification, will invite the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through which he will raise us on the day of judgment and grant us Jannah from his perfection. So the gap in the bridge, which is actually an unbridgeable gap between imperfection and perfection, in that in Rodin is called Tazkiyah, this process of purification. That's why in first, obviously, a person must receive the Hidayah. We have to know what it means to be pure. So that's called Quran, Sunnah, Sharia, Wahid, Nabuwa. In the Allah Subhanahu reveals that. So out of Allah Ta'ala's perfection, He reveals His perfect knowledge. He sent down the perfect Quran Kareem. He sent down the perfect Nabi Kareem Sallallahu So that was from His perfection to us His imperfect creation. Don't get me wrong, He is perfect in His creating us, but He chose to create us in such that we have some flaws and some deficiencies. But then He gifted us with a perfect Kitab, Wahi, Quran Al-Kareem, and He gifted us with the perfect Nabi Kareem Sallallahu So perfect Sharia, perfect Quran, perfect Sunnah, perfect Sharia. Now that is just a knowledge, an ilm. Now to do amal on that, to practice that, to live that, to experience that, to embody that, to share that, to spread that, to live it, that is called Tazkiyah. This is why Allah SWT told Nabi Akrim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam why should that the Prophet should recite the verses of revelation to them? Means they should know what purification is, and they should become purified. They should become purified. And this is exactly, this gap is exactly the reality of our life. We know, but we don't practice. We know, but we don't live. So in a sense then, Tazkiyah is the critical, essential, primary, foundational effort that a believer has to engage in. They might study ilm if they don't have Tazkiyah, means they might learn something about their deen, but if they're not pious, practicing, living, experiencing that knowledge, they can still go to Jahannam. They might donate millions and trillions of dollars, but if they don't, have taqwa, piety, practice, experience of deen, they can still go to Jannah. They might do da'wah, they might share and spread the mission and message of Islam with millions of people, but they don't have to practice, they can go to Jannah. This is why Sayyidina Rasulullah said that the very first people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cast into the fire of Jahannam will be, number one, the person who was a shaheed and he uh, got martyrdom on the glorious path of defending and exalting the deen of Allah subhanahu wa but wasn't pure in their intention. Their tazkiyah was lacking. Second would be that person of deen who spread deen, taught deen, called peoples to deen, but they weren't pure. Their intention was lacking. And there is that person who gave charity and that's just symbolic of any act of khidmah. So there it was struggle and dawah and khidmah. Any of these three things. That person didn't have tazkiyah. They weren't pure in their heart and their intention. Even though they did the most noble of acts with the most noble of knowledge and they did it according to Quran Sunan 
it's not just that they didn't uh, do sin, they did the act of jihad or dawah or khidmah according exactly to the teachings of Quran and Sharia. But they lacked this key. They lacked ikhlas. They lacked purity and sincerity in their intention. Allah SWT will send them to Jannah. So it means that Tazkiyah. Now what happens to us is another aspect, another beautiful aspect of Allah Subhanahu's perfection is what in our deen, this is known as Tanzeeh and Tashbih. That Tanzeeh means that in one sense Allah Subhanahu's perfection is that He's incomparable and that nothing in us can ever, ever even slightly, even from the furthest analogy, compared to him. But at the same time, there's something known as tashbih, which means that, for example, what Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi told us, that you should adorn yourself with the attributes of Allah SWT. Be merciful like Allah is merciful. Be forgiving like Allah SWT is forgiving. Be just like Allah SWT is just. Be wise like Allah SWT is wise. Obviously, there's no comparison. There's no act of wisdom or amount of wisdom we could have that could ever, even from the farthest range of imagination, even one inkling cannot compare to Allah Subhanahu's wisdom. But still, this is an aspect of our thing. And so, what does it mean? It doesn't mean we strive for the perfection of Allah Subhanahu, but the perfection of His attributes. It means that Allah Subhanahu embodies all goodness. All purity. So when a person is on the path of Tazkiyah, ultimately what they're trying to do is make themselves more pure, make themselves more wise, more knowledgeable, more merciful, more generous, more forgiving. And that's what Nabi Akrim Sallallahu meant, that adorn yourself with the attributes of Allah SWT. Just like Allah SWT described the Prophet himself in Quran that the Prophet was nothing other than a rahma or a mercy for all of the worlds. Even the merciful nature of Nabi Akrim Sallallahu Now let's go back to Tanzeeh. Even the merciful nature of Nabi Akrim Sallallahu when compared to the rahma of Allah there's no comparison because Allah Subhanahu's mercy is essentially absolutely incomparable. But because Nabi Karim Sallallahu did it on the basis of Hidayah, then Allah Subhanahu chose to use that same word of mercy. So this path of this is achieved that a person is trying to become better. Now one why am I saying these things and talking in this particular way? Because when one travels to non-Muslim places and lives amongst non-Muslims, then one really sees basically this, and when this qadr and sugar, one values and is grateful for simply just the iman and belief in Allah SWT. Simply knowing that Allah SWT is, simply believing in Him, even if maybe sometimes we're not always able to obey Him, Maybe sometimes we're not always able to reach out and strive hard and do all types of amal for him. But just knowing he is and believing in him, because that's a constant. That's not that's an issue of iman, that's not taskiyah, 
right? That's a constant. Even the person who sins at that moment, they still know Allah Ta'ala exists, right? Even the person who is lacking or lapsing in their akhlaq, their behaviors, their manners at that moment, they know that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala exists. And so then we take this for granted, and we take it for so granted that if we get this shock and we realize that no, it could also have been a possibility for us, whether Nazubillah, anybody chose, chooses that possibility, or if a person found themselves in such a circumstance, that to actually live life without knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. There's so many human beings who live life like that. By so many, I mean billions, but billions of people who live a life without even knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exists or choosing not to believe so. So Iman is a great ni'mah and blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes, really, the best way to do shukr and qadr is really to just pause for a moment and just reflect on the gift of iman. And then that also makes a person inspired and motivated to do more amal, to do more tazkiyah, to do more good deeds, virtuous acts, to become more pure. Because the true, this is why so many mashaykh explained that the soul is ultimately about ikhlas, because the true motivation is ikhlas. To truly, sincerely want to do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa Not because, oh, you know, when I'm not doing well on deen, I get depressed. So to take myself out of depression, I need to come back to the path of zikr. That's not the true reason. Or, oh, you know, I don't feel content. Or I don't feel I have purpose in life. That's not the true reason. It has to be done purely, only, exclusively, sincerely, simply for the sake of pleasing and worshipping and obeying and submitting to Allah subhanahu wa Oh, I was doing so much better before and I'm not doing so well now. However, a person measures that. And I want to go back to the way I was. I want to go back to quote-unquote being better. It's not a good enough reason. Taskiyah means you have to do it purely, exclusively, truly for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa Now what, so that's a bigger motivation. No doubt, yes, sometimes a person is depressed, that can motivate them, get out of this depression, return to the path of amal and taqwa and sunnah. A person can have a difficult time in life, and Allah does do that, and Allah subhanahu wa mentions the Quran, that He tests people, He puts difficulties upon them, so that they turn to Him. So that's also a way. But another way to it is to have ikhlas, and how can you do that? Just to reflect your iman. When a person values Allah Subhanahu just knowing Him and believing in Him, then you want to be better, not for any reason, not to reach any level, not to become a sheikh, not for cure for depression not for feeling my life has worth and value because I don't oversleep every morning after Fajr. Not for any of those reasons. When you really come down to your core Iman, you want to do it just for Allah subhanahu wa Out of love for Allah subhanahu wa yearning for Allah subhanahu wa feelings for Allah subhanahu wa wanting to feel more feelings for Allah subhanahu wa wanting to feel even closer to Allah subhanahu wa and when you really reflect on Iman, realizing already how close Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept me. 
I'm in Dairatul Iman. Allah Akbar. That's Nafsi Iman. Iman itself is such a gurb. It's such a nearness and proximity to Allah SWT. When you realize and reflect that absence of Iman is so, such a bod, is so bad, is so far from Allah SWT. The distance that that human being, that human life, that human experience that doesn't have Iman, it's so distant from Allah SWT. So vast, removed. That's in the meaning of Bodh, it's not just far, it's removed. So far and removed from Allah subhanahu That just the presence of Iman, the noor of Iman itself is so much gurb. And then when a person feels like that, that's natural. And that's the feeling that anytime you feel, anytime I feel, anytime one of us feels that Allah has brought me close, you feel delighted, you feel joy, you feel rapture, you feel ecstasy, you want to do more. If you feel Allah, Allah has kept me close, bringing me close. So that you understand this, that our very Iman is Allah, Allah keeping you close. That whomsoever Allah SWT is ambitious to guide, Allah SWT expands their breast. And breast here means their spiritual faculty. So our physical, skeletal chest that gets expanded. Shara Sadr means our spiritual center, our breast, the core of our spirituality. But our Mashaik and Nishaban used to explain it using the Tabir of Lataif. It just means our Batin, rather, our Ruh, our core spiritual faculties of our heart and our Ruh and every aspect of Allah but inside of us. All of that has Iman. Allah expands it to accept the Hidayah of Allah subhanahu ta'ala and guide that person to Iman. How close is that? How much korb is that? This is what we were started. Who would be muqarrab? Who is somebody who is close to Allah subhanahu ta'ala? Who, yani who Allah ta'ala is drawn near to them. Somebody whom Allah ta'ala intervenes directly in their life. If Allah subhanahu ta'ala intervenes directly in their life, they must be so close to Allah subhanahu ta'ala. They must be so beloved to Allah subhanahu ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala did intervene and mind your life when you, this is the tawfiq tawfiq of iman so just the tawfiq of iman is an act of taqarrub of qurb of drawing near being drawn near and being near to Allah subhanahu so when a person does shukr and qadr of their iman they naturally automatically want to do more more ibadah more amal more taqwa but it's a special more because it's only out of their feelings for Allah SWT, not for any other reason. And then, and this is why you can understand the ikhlas of the Anbiya, because the Anbiya, the Muslim Ajma'een, not only did Allah SWT, through his hidayah, he would grant them Iman, but he would grant them Nabuwa. And so they got an unimaginable, indescribable, unparalleled type of qurbat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obviously they realized that and they were made conscious and aware of that and so they spent that's it then their whole life unflinching unwavering not even lapsing for a fraction of a second they had pure ikhlas pure purely sincerely worshipping and seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
that the approximation of that for us is the nur of iman. And when you feel the nur of iman that Allah SWT has put in your heart, you will want to do more. And alhamdulillah, this is now the aspect of Allah Ta'ala's rahmat mercy, that iman is always there. No matter how low a person may have fallen, no matter how sad they may have become, no matter how many ibadat they have omitted, no matter how many sins they may have committed, if they're still a believer, and if they still believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the iman is still there. So the real, true, raw ingredient of qurb is right there in our heart. So taskiyah means to let that iman and the door of that iman shine through to remove the veils first and foremost of sin to remove the veils of my problematic personality to remove the veils of my bad characteristics to remove the veils of my negative feelings to remove the veils of any and everything because that's the definition of impure anything and everything that keeps me from Allah anything and everything that has stopped my ability to be motivated just by my iman that's it I didn't need anything else just the fact that I iman should have been enough motivation in me just like you stick a battery in a device just the battery being connected is enough to keep that device going and if putting the battery in or plugging it in doesn't make it work then it means it's defective there's a problem yes it might be it can be repaired is that it was supposed to work simply by being connected, simply by putting the battery in. And that's what insan is, that as soon as that insan gets iman, to do the tawfiq and hidayah and karam and fasl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's sufficient. But we're not like that. If we've put veils over our heart, there are obstacles in our life and in our heart, let's get to remove, to unfetter, to disconnect from all of those obstacles and problems so the door of the iman shines through. Now one way to do that, like I'm, I'm, and this is the real point I wanted to mention tonight, is sometimes just to reach for that iman inside you. To notice that iman inside you. To remember that iman inside you. To be aware of that iman inside you. To honor that iman inside you. And sometimes that, that, that can just snap a person out of whatever delusion they were in. Whatever lust they were in. Whatever anger they were in, whatever worldly greed and aspiration they were in, whatever depression or sadness they were in, whatever laziness or apathy they were in, you snap them out of it when they realize they have their core iman, to tap into the power of our core iman. And that can be the beginning of Tazkiyah, and that is the end of Tazkiyah. There's no greater end or no greater goal, or no higher stage or aspiration beyond simply this being true to Iman and that's why when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah will raise us in a way that he sends his mercy and submits us into Jannah what stays in Jannah? the Amal don't stay right and the ancestors saying why? why did you pray Salah Jannah? why not? because your Iman will be pure and intact we will live, inshallah, 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 we will live forever in this perfect state of Jannah with perfect korb. In fact, perfectly increasing, ever eternally 
increase in qurban, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what drives all that? Just our iman. But a pure iman. Tazkiyah. Pure iman. Not veiled by sin. Not veiled by delusion. Not veiled by laziness. Not veiled by ideology. Not veiled by anger. Not veiled by betrayal. Just our iman. That's it. That's all you have. We'll need a jannah. Allah Akbar. No, there's no type of ibadah. No for salah, no doing khidmat of humanity, just the very attribute, sifat of iman will be enough to last forever. And, just, and it's that same iman, there won't be any new iman given to a person. So that same iman that Allah Ta'ala out of His perfection and His mercy made so pure and so strong that on its own it would be sufficient for us to last forever in Jannah. Surely that Iman has some power in it in this world. And that's what Islam said, Allah nur min Rabbihi, that such a person is upon nur from their Rabb. Certainly that Iman has some nur power in this world that we're we to tap into it, do shukr, kadr, be grateful, value it, that it would be enough for us to last in this worldly life as well. Askiya essentially is this to purify our iman, to adorn our iman, to protect and keep our iman pure from all impurities. Sometimes we just have to reflect on this very basic concept of iman. We make dua that Allah SWT can each and every one of us true iman, real iman, deep iman, lasting iman may protect us from every fitna, every test and trial and challenge and imtihan and tilah he may send upon us may protect us from the falsehoods in his creation may he protect us from the falsehoods in our own selves and the treacheries and trials of our nafs and shaitan and may allow us to do true shukr and good of our iman and may he make us and raise each and every one of us and all of our friends and loved ones and all of our elders and juniors and fellows from the ahl iman the mu'minin al-mu'minat Ah, I'm going to go to the hospital.